Welcome to another edition of TSC Music, Music with a Mission, where we specialize in perpetuating and promoting the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music. We're glad to have with us in the studio today, Yolanda F. Johnson, a familiar guest. She was with us once before, and she's back with us today as we discuss her latest project, Feel the Spirit. This is TSC Music Radio, Music with a Mission. We're in the studio today with Yolanda F. Johnson, a familiar face here at Times Square Church, familiar face with TSC Music, and a familiar voice with TSC Music. Yolanda, it's so glad to have you back. And it's wonderful to be back. Good to be with you. It's good to have this project in my hand, Feel the Spirit. You were working on this, I think, the last time we spoke. You were beginning this. I think you I think were starting was, on yeah, it. Yeah, starting on it. Yeah. It's a labor of love, so yes. Awesome. Now it's done. It's done. <laughs> How's it doing? It's doing pretty well, you know. Um, it'll be on iTunes soon. Okay. And uh, it's available on my website, and uh, it's gone over very, very well. So Good. Now, for our listeners, let's rehash. Let's kind of go back and give them an idea who you are, what you do. Uh, Yolanda, you are a considered a classical, yes, soprano, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a lyric soprano. What is what exactly is a lyric soprano? I describe a lyric soprano and my voice in particular. It's a lighter lyric soprano. So I'm an Ina Etta Anna. Ina Etta Anna. Ina, yeah. is, I'm the young. Is that somebody from the south? What, what is <laughs> it sounds like it, right? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a Mozart thing. It's like and, and all the classical composers. So I'm usually like the ingenue, the young coquettish person. Um, Serlina, Despina, Susanna, mm-hmm. and it's those characters um, that I usually portray. And uh, a lyric soprano voice and a light lyric voice. It's not necessarily like what you'll call a coloratura doing all the fireworks, Mm -hmm. but I have a voice with a lush sound, so it's something that you'll want to hear for extended periods of time. Ah, okay. And you have to know your voice, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, because, you know, sometimes the grass is always greener. Oh, I wish I could do all of this, but then they, yeah, so. But you know what you can do, and you kind of stay right right in there. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. And you've been singing how long? Oh. I started singing when I was, like, Seriously, three or four. Wow. 
like just singing songs because my grandfather is a minister in a Baptist church and I would hear people sing in the choir. And I think I used to sing, I don't remember this, but I'm told <laughs> that, did Lionel Richie have a song called Jesus is Love? Yeah. yeah, and it was very popular. He still has a song. He still, well, yes. <laughs> so there is that song. They said I used to really belt that out. Really? Come. I'd be in the bathtub. And you don't know the song? I don't now. I used to know it. It was like my song. That and then um, I Love the Lord. That's when I started really singing in churches. I got a little no, bit older. I Love older. the Lord, the Richard Smallwood. Yes. Version. Okay. Um, and I went back to my church a year or so ago, and in that same spot that I ever really truly started singing, I guess I was maybe seven when I really started singing at church, I sang that song again. Wow. That, wow. Was, that was nice. Interesting. Now, your grandfather's a Baptist minister, and you were singing in the church then, but mm-hmm. you are not considered by any means, unless there's something I don't know, a and excuse the expression, a Baptist vocalist. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how did you get into classical from a Baptist church upbringing? Well, I think, well, it was piano, actually, because I started piano around five years old. Okay. And so that's what really got me into studying music seriously and classical music and reading music and all of that. And so I, I took it from there, and then in elementary school, I think I had my first real audition for, like, a youth honor choir when I was nine years old, and then just took it from there. I started loving the classics. Mm-hmm. I always appreciated it, and I never lost my chops. I never turned square just because I uh-huh. started in church. You know, if I need to, I can, okay. I can still hold my own that way. But, um, yeah, so I think it was the piano that really got me focused on classical music. Okay, and then you went on... You pursued some professional training. Yes, I start. I kept singing through junior high, and they really started noticing. So I get lots of solos, and I started singing in more places, getting hired to sing sometimes. And then, um, I say about the recent Whitney Houston tragedy, mm-hmm. it really hit me. I was sitting at dinner. I actually was performing out on the West Coast, and I was sitting at a dinner, and someone told me, and I had to get up and like leave and go verify it. Because I grew up, you know, she grew up singing I Love the Lord, too, in church. And in high school, I made all of my money singing her songs in talent shows. Uh-huh. And so that's where I, I kept going there in the talent shows and everything. And then I started the classical study. And then I went to college to study um, and have a degree in performance. And mm-hmm. then I studied at the graduate level as well. And, and you always have a teacher if you're smart. If you're smart. Because you yeah. need that objective person to tell you right you know what's really going on people will compliment you all the time but sure and we can never get to the place where we can't learn exactly anymore. even professional singers and musicians can mm-hmm. be learning from something so years ago uh and i won't try to count to remember but you used to sing with the friday night ensemble yeah. you did some stuff with us how what kind of adjustment was that for you because you are classically trained we were not singing classical music but you 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 were in there. You fit in there like Thank you. a glove. So <laughs> how do you make that adjustment vocally? I think it's just a matter of taking basic good technique and applying other principles to it for different mm-hmm. types of music. So um, you notice if I ever hit a high note, <laughs> I never belted it from my throat. Right. Suddenly it changed and it right, right. sounded a little bit operatic because that's how you hit those notes mm-hmm. without damaging your voice. So, and also, you know, it won't sound cheesy here in this atmosphere, but it really is a Holy Spirit thing. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, God gave me this voice 
He literally has changed it. I mean, your voice is constantly changing. You're considered a young artist in the classical field till your mid thirties, because it's just constantly evolving. Right, right. But there were classical techniques that I was putting into everything I was okay. singing. Okay. And you you went back and you said you used to sing the song uh, Lionel Richie's uh, Jesus is Lord, yeah. and then another song by Richard Smallwood. I love the Lord. You mm-hmm. you love the Lord. Yes. Uh, because you've got this project called Feel the Spirit. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, in a minute. But before we do that, I want to want to talk a little bit about something else you're involved in called Women's History Month. Is yes. that right? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, March is Women's History Month. And so I just had um, a couple of performances. I like to champion women composers. Mm-hmm. You know, often if you look back and something says anonymous, it was a woman. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and so there's so many amazing women composers out there, African-American women composers as well. When I was out on the West Coast in February, I was performing at the African-American Art Song Alliance convention. Mm-hmm. It was basically every black classical musician got together out there, um, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And I discovered some new music. And, and so for Women's History Month, I just did a performance of um, women composer songs by and about women. And then I did another performance of Richard, Richard no, Robert Schumann, I'm sorry. Robert Schumann's um, Frau Liebe und Leben. Mm-hmm. And that translates to a woman's love in life. And it's a whole song cycle okay. um, where I begin as this woman who's living this life. And seit ich ihn gesehen, glaube ich blind zu sein. She says, since I've seen him, I think I'm blind. And then is they that go. German? What That's is German. That? Oh, yes. Uh, I so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she goes from that point to falling in love, and then they get married. They get engaged. She sings about the ring on her finger. Um, they get married. They have children. Then he dies. So it ends in sort Such of a dirge, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that might have been my best performance of my life so far on March 18th. I was so excited about that. So yeah. So you you do you you obviously heavily involved in the classical music arena. How how do you use that musical gift? How do you use that musical gift in ministry? Are you singing in church on a regular basis? The Lord giving you opportunities to do some things outside? Yes. Um, it was very interesting because the more that I did for him, the more that other things came along. I performed in Germany a few years ago, and uh, an elder from the church that I attend had moved back over to Germany. He works for Deutsche Bank. And uh, he said, I had a vision while you were singing. And I was like, oh, boy, (laughs) what would that be? And he said, you know, you have this gift. I really wish you would use it for the Lord more. It was in between after I had left Times Square Church, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was at this church and people could hear me. I'd be standing behind them be like, wow, who was that singing behind me? But I never had the time. I never made the time to really get involved. He said, you have to use it for the Lord. And whenever you're going into the secular world, um, you have to remember, you have to have credibility in your field. And you do that by doing whatever else it is, you know, within your moral confines and, and standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a banker, so he goes out there. He's the best banker he can possibly be. Everybody notices that when he gets that audience, he's able to share Christ. He's able to share um, his faith, um, but not without being worth his salt in his field. And so he said, you know, as you progress with your music, you have to use it for the Lord. You have to somehow um, make that happen. And I said, okay, yeah. And I really took it into consideration. Uh-huh. And um, and so then I started helping to lead worship at my church, First Baptist in Terrytown. Um, 
and then I do perform tons outside of there. And sometimes that keeps me away from there, and sometimes I take breaks. But um, but this is full-time for you. This is what you do. Smart to have a day job also. <laughs> Health insurance. You know, I've done yeah, the yeah. starving artist pounding the pavement thing, too. <laughs> Until the Lord sends my husband. I've got this. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to put a picture up with this, uh, with this podcast. <laughs> no. So, yeah. That, I think that answers your question. All right. We're going to take a break and come back and finish talking with Yolanda Johnson, get into this project, and a little more about what she's involved in. TSC Music with a mission. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power. God is Jesus. God is here. God is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. I was at a prayer meeting recently, and after the meeting was over, I was really awed at what incredible strength and vision had been given to me through this time of prayer. There was a scripture verse that was focused on in the Gospel of Mark chapter 11, verses 22 and 23. Jesus said, Have faith in God. For I tell you, whatever mountain you speak to and tell it to be removed and to be cast away from you into the sea, it will happen if you believe in your heart. Now, it doesn't matter what that mountain is. Jesus has invited us to pray and said, If you will trust with all your heart, that whatever is standing before you will be removed, it will be removed. How small my problems suddenly became after spending time talking with God. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. And we're back, TSC Music, Music with a Mission, and we are in the studio with Yolanda Johnson, good friend of Times Square Church and TSC Music. Yolanda, it's wonderful talking with you. I want to talk a little bit about musicians on call. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It's a wonderful charity um, that allows people to use their musical talents to go in and sing to people in hospital rooms um, just to help in a therapeutic way. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely rewarding. Um, In some way, every musician should find a way to give back in that respect because music is so therapeutic. You know, the quote on my website is music is a gift from heaven. And so um, I'm really happy to be able to do that. You know, I was going to say, because some people don't believe music is therapeutic. Uh, How have you found it to be therapeutic and in any other way helpful to either the sick, the depressed, et cetera? I would say to the skeptics to take a moment, take a week and be completely in silence Hmm. and have no music around you, have no musical experience and see how that makes you feel. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that would be enough said, unless you're just, you know, some skeptics are going to be skeptics. That's just how they're going to be. But um, I found it to be very therapeutic personally. I have I have theme songs to my life. Everybody has a soundtrack to their life. Mm-hmm. And every morning when I get up, the first thing that I do, I pray and then I sing. Off, my offering to God is my voice. And so I sing them a song. Sometimes I feel what I should sing. Other times I make something up. And um, I have a special amen that I do that's just mine that I composed and created. And then after that, I listen to Bach, um, Johann Sebastian Bach, uh, 
the Kunstfug, the art of fugue. And he died. I, I mentioned this in the last interview, actually, because it's such a big part of my life. But uh, he died before he finished mm-hmm. the art of fugue. And so what one of his students, I believe, did was take a chorale before thy throne I stand, O Lord, and put it and arrange it for string, for quartet. And um, so I listened to that. And that's what really starts my day going. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I get into other more contemporary things. But my day would be completely different without starting it with music. Yeah, yeah. My, my day used to start with the theme of SWAT. You ever heard that? Really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. It's a, <laughs> you don't know the theme of SWAT, you need to go look it up on the Internet. <laughs> But that was back in the day, you know. Yeah. Now it's it's with the Lord for sure, you know, and it's always a song on my, on my heart. Uh, now you you talked about a day job. You talked about how important it is to have one, and and many musicians would love to be able to do what they do musically uh, full time. You also teach, though, is that right? I do teach voice, okay, and um, and then the day job is in the arts also. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's a struggle sometimes because I've been very blessed to be singing all the time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you have to be very smart before you take any sort of leap outside of a comfort zone. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that it's important to stay in a field if you do do that day job in, in an area that you appreciate and want right. to support, like like the arts. Right. You do lectures and recitals. Now, are you called into the to do those things, or is this through work as well? Oh no, it's completely separate. separate. Okay. I happen to to do work in the arts, um, but it's completely separate. My performing is completely separate. Okay. Uh, I have people that support me from there that will come to performances and different things. But um, so yeah, I teach. I lecture on spirituals primarily, um, and I have a concert series that's supported by Arts Westchester. We got a grant to do a concert series on inspired song, and it goes from everything from the women composers through African American classical composers. Um, I did the spirituals last year because that I'm just enamored with and fascinated mm-hmm. with, and I learn more about it like all the time. Um, and then song is personal and historic narrative mm-hmm. that goes into music as a therapy. There is a soundtrack for everything that has happened in life. If you really look back over music history, mm-hmm. would you say some of the songs on this project relate to any of the chapters in your life? Oh yeah. 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 Which one in particular? Um And just for the listeners, I'm gonna just read the titles. Okay. Uh there's Every Time I Feel the Spirit, which is the title track, am I right? Uh, there's Steal Away, Keep Your Hands on the Plow, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, Follow the Drinking Gourd, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen, and then they have two bonus tracks, Lilac Wine, mm-hmm. Vulnerable. Yes. Um all of these are spirituals. Most of these are spirituals. Most of them, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and as you already stated, that you, you are enamored with spirituals. How, how did that happen? How did you get there? And then we'll talk about any of these songs that speak to a chapter in your life. Okay. Um, why am I enamored and how did I get amer- become enamored with spirituals? It happened in church. Mm-hmm. It was for Black History Month. And, you know, we always sing songs. I just, you know, I pray that I never become that person who's just singing this music and not understanding the words. Right. And not really worshiping with it, or at least sharing with it. Um, and so I was like, I started doing research on them, and I was like, this is fascinating. You know, you learn some things in school, like everybody here's followed the drinking gourd in school, mm-hmm. and 
Everybody's probably heard a lot of those, actually, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Um, But then I just started to research and come up with this information about these people who were brought over from Africa and, you know, from different countries, speaking different languages and dialects, and they were thrust together on these boats and shipped as cargo. They got to this new country, and, you know, the one thing we could do was sing. (laughs) Right under... The master's knows a lot of this covert stuff was happening and they were brilliant i mean when you look at the the hidden meanings behind a lot of them they're just i had to share it i had to mm-hmm. i wanted i wanted to make sure that other people had known what i had learned and didn't just stop at the surface of spirituals do you find that your listeners when they walk away having heard you perform or minister some of these songs Anybody ever come up to you and say, hey, I've, I have a totally new perspective about oh, spirituals yeah. or my life has been changed? I mean, you have any of those moments? I do. I've been very blessed. I've had people in tears a lot after the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then others who are just like, wow, I'm going to go Google yeah, <laughs> now. Yeah. I'm going to go you know, research and learn more about this. And I had no idea. I loved that song. I didn't know what it meant. Right, you know. Right. And, and that is what I was there for. I was there for beautiful music, but I was there to share the story behind mm-hmm. the music. Which one of these songs speak most to a chapter in your life? I would say Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can relate to that right? one, right? <laughs> yes. There was an article done on the before my very first performance of A Spiritual's Experience, my concert lecture. And um, that's what it was called, universal universality of sim- the symbolic universality of sp- spirituals. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is some component of every single spiritual that somebody can relate to. And for me, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. There's this one part, and we have a special arrangement of it that I do, and I just say, you know, sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Oh, yes, Lord. Sometimes I'm almost to the ground. Oh, yes, Lord. But, you know, you see me going along so, but I have my trials here below. Yet, at the end, it's this burst of glory hallelujah. It mm-hmm. ends on glory hallelujah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the last few years have been very interesting for me, you know, with some of the personal things that have happened and... um and I certainly sing that song from the heart. Mm-hmm. There's a single thread that seems to be running through most spirituals. What, what would you say that thread is? It's a single thought. Hope. Hope. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because it's it's two-pronged. It was these people that were brought from relatively, you know, pagan religions. Mm-hmm. They were introduced to Christ, but they weren't stupid. Right. You know, when uh, some of the New Testament teachings were manipulated, servants obey your masters, mm-hmm. of course, Scripture was manipulated to keep them in place, but they were like this Jesus, you know, (laughs) when I think about him, I really don't see him as being like what the slave master is saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure they they developed their own personal salvation with Christ, you know, and that is what kept them going in the midst of him being misrepresented, that their own personal relationship and hope is what kept them going. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of spirituals, uh, when you when you speak about the slave trade and 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 that entire part of the history in in, in America, uh, a lot of those songs had, like you said, covert and hidden messages mm-hmm. that were slave to slave. Uh, you know, sometimes they described meeting places. Sometimes yeah. they described what time we're going to get up in the morning. Sometimes they described, you know, what happened in the master's house. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> things yep. of that nature. So they were like these hidden messages. Uh, totally. In some of them. You said that nobody knows the trouble I've seen. 
is probably the song that speaks specifically to a chapter in your life. You want to talk about that chapter? Sure. Yeah, and you know, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. It's you know, there were sorrow songs, map songs, sure. the different types of songs. So I'm saying hope, but hope in the midst of that sorrow, also right. just to to qualify that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that chapter of my life, well, I told 2010 not to let the door hit it on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> And then some of my friends also said, wow, 2011 was your year. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah. Um, you know, you don't get more than you can bear, but I got a snowball of mm. stuff. Um, I am a cancer survivor now. Mm. Yes. Um, shortly after that, I thought I was going to marry someone, and that didn't work out. And then right after that, um, my mother died. Mm. And that was a big surprise, you know, when she passed and there was, you know, lots of interesting things that happened within my family and such after that. Uh, It was a very, very difficult road. I am my brother's guardian. He's a lovely, wonderful person. He's um, severely mentally retarded, but Mm -hmm. he is fabulous. And uh, so that was a lot to take on, like right in the span. And that's all in one year. Yeah, about a year, maybe a year and a half, but it was mostly in 2010. And I remember... You know, when that sort of thing happens to you, it gives you, you, you have a decision to make. We have free will. You make a conscious decision. And I made a conscious decision for the longest time, you know, to just stand firm and, and have hope. I gave myself a couple of weeks <laughs> okay. in between there. And I was like, no, I'm mad, God. <laughs> when is it going to stop, you know? But um, in the midst of all of that, you know, I look back when you really look back over things and, you know, with my mother, we had a somewhat estranged relationship that was coming together. So I thought that was for future reference, but it was for closure. And you cannot make the stuff up that happened, you know, mm. in between that time. Phone calls, different things. I was going to go here, but suddenly I didn't. I had all this extra time to talk to her and spend with her. I threw her a birthday party. And then two weeks later, you know, she passed. Wow. So, so Yeah. So I'm grateful. You know, there are things in the midst of all of that darkness in, in the valley of the shadow of death. You know, you, you're you grateful because God is still working. Sure, sure. Sing a little bit of Nobody Knows the Trouble I See. Sing a little bit of it? Yeah. Okay. Or the trouble I've seen. Yes. Let me give you the right um, title there. I'll sing to that special, the special arrangement that we did to the Oh Yes Lord. Um. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down, oh yes, Lord. Sometimes I'm almost to the ground, oh yes, Lord. Although you see me going long so, trials here below, oh 
Attention junior high school students ages 12 to 14, junior high ministry takes place every Sunday in room 316 at 10 a.m. Come worship God, get into his word, and let him take you to a higher level. And high school students, there's a small group especially for you in the education annex on the second floor at 4 p.m. Study God's word, build new friendships, and openly share and discuss life issues with your peers. For updates and details, visit our website, tscnyc.org. TSC, music radio, where God is. And we're back with Yolanda Johnson, and you just heard a little bit before the break her singing live in the studio. Let me just qualify this. She's sitting down, her legs are crossed, her hands are crossed, so she's broken all of the rules <laughs> yeah. for singing, but it still sounded beautiful. Oh, thank you. thank you. Thank you for that. Let's talk about Feel the Spirit, this project uh, you said it was a labor of love. How so? Well, I think anything like this is, you know, putting together an album. You know that. <laughs> you certainly know that. Sometimes I'm not feeling the love, though. It's just, just a labor. It's hard. No, I, you know, it takes, it's like all the details, choosing what you're going to do, being inspired to mm-hmm. do it, finding the right people to work with you on it, to bring it to fruition, um, even naming it. Sure. You know, here's a huge shout out to Sonia Carlson, my teacher and mentor and collaborator, and, um, I mean, because you really take like lyrics from the song, you're like, nobody knows. And she was like, nobody knows. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> nobody knows. Well, you're like, let me finish the line for you to say, right? <laughs> or steal away. She's like, steal away. So it's like, feel the spirit. That's it. Uh huh. And Thomas McGinnis, I understand, is the uh, pianist and arranger? Yes, he was the pianist. Has he arranged all the music for you? or? No, everything was a collaboration, and we used different, you know, spirituals are in the public domain, okay. so there was a lot of improvisation going on there okay. as well. Okay. And was this recorded here in New York City? Or? It was. Yeah, yeah. Now, Labor of Love, a lot of, lot of work went into it, of course. How did you choose the song selection? How did you make your selection? I went directly from my concert series on spirituals um, because I start out there talking about um, the origin of the spirituals going all the way through like the civil rights movement and their um, their impact on future music because, you know, Hold On, which is number, yeah, number three, mm-hmm. Keep Your Hand on the Plow, that eventually became what? Keep Your Eyes, Keep on, your the eyes on the Prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so the song from the struggle of slavery eventually became an anthem of the struggle of civil rights. Richard Smallwood, we mentioned him earlier because mm-hmm. you sang a song, I Love the Lord. He, he did an arrangement of Keep Your Hand on the Gospel Plow. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that one? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't exactly classical, although he's an incredibly classically trained oh, yeah. pianist. Yeah. Uh, his rendition of Keep Your Hand on the Gospel Plow was a gospel arrangement of yeah. that Well, song. if you hear my version of it, actually, uh-huh. I mean, there's not really a way to do that completely classically. Yeah, right. You got to dig into that one. Sure, so, sure. Or else it is square. Yeah. So, <laughs> I no, find I mine to be a happy I like medium. this arrangement. Oh, I like thank it. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just so taken when I saw the title. I remember Smallwood's arrangement way back in the day, uh, which was a, a real hand clapper in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, he put a little gospel spin on it for sure. But that that's great. Now, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. There's a story behind that song, and most people don't know the story behind it. Give us a little bit of what that song means. What, what's the story behind it? Swing Low, Sweet Chariot is fascinating because it uh, is about... Ripley, Ohio, and there was a man named Reverend John Rankin, and his house was a stop on the Underground Railroad. So Swing Low, Sweet Chariot um, was literally Swing Low. It's about an Underground Railroad operator coming to pick you up, coming for to carry you home. Home didn't always mean north, right. uh, by right. the way. You know, a lot of people just think everybody went north to freedom. Some people went to other major cities in the south. We don't know a lot about what happened to people in the deep, deep south. Mm-hmm. Other people went west, you know, so there was a lot of, of movement. But home, right. <laughs> home away from slavery to freedom. Um, and it's interesting because the Ohio River was such a formidable river, but it's a river that you had to cross. And this house overlooked the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. So swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me. Right. Now, this is a song that's not here that I want to see if you know the story behind. I've got shoes, you got, got shoes. shoes, all God's children got shoes. When we get to heaven, we're going to put on our shoes and walk around heaven. Something, something, something. What's the story behind that? You know that one? I do know that song. Do you, do you know? Do you have a theory? I don't really have a theory, okay. really. I mean, I could come up with one in 30 seconds, but I, I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't know the story behind that one. But I you know, I just remember hearing it and saying, you know what? When, when we get to heaven, we're not going to need any shoes. <laughs> right. You know, but I know there's got to be a real deep story behind it. Well, and what you would probably, the assumptions that you make. And I also have to say that um, recently I was over at the UN for, they're doing a whole week on the transatlantic slave trade. We have to talk about that. Yes. Um, And so I heard some historians talk and I posed this question to them about over academicizing black history Mm -hmm. um, because so much of it is based upon slave narrative. It's based upon oral history. When I do my concert lecture, we make up our own spiritual Mm -hmm. by the end, but I start talking to you about it at at the beginning. It's like a game of telephone. You know, through generations, you're going to change up the words a little bit. But um, the theory that I have heard of that song Mm -hmm. is literally, you know, because slaves didn't have shoes, they were escaping, Mm -hmm. you know, and also shoes as as a status symbol. When you're walking along the streets of New York City and you see a homeless person, I often can tell what's going on with the person by their shoes. Mm. Have you noticed that? No. 
I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have because I'll look down at the shoes because sometimes you can't tell. Right. And if there's something going on with the shoes, if they don't fit, if something's going on with them, then I can tell that there's whether problems. it's truly homeless or whether they're just yeah, hanging well, out or scheming you. Right, we well, got a lot right. of scheming going on in New York. If you you've know. got on Louboutins, then. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing the latest uh, Jordans, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, then you probably are okay. You never know anything about anybody, and that's the yeah. whole reason not to judge. Right, but, right. But I notice that I look at the shoes, and that's uh-huh. how I can make a determination sometimes. And it's not a female thing, right? It's not a girly thing, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it really isn't. No, it's like, oh, my God, look at her look shoes. At her shoes. What's <laughs> going on with her? <laughs> No. But yeah, I got shoes, you got shoes. You know, now we made it. Now we've got a way to escape. Now we've got we've got these shoes and now we're gonna go all God children got shoes. Right. They've got freedom, you know. Great. The the second song that means the most to you on this project is what was it Keep Your Hands on the Plow? Yes. Oh no, you know what it truly probably is is follow the drinking gourd. Okay. Going back to over academicizing spirituals and and, and um Black music, historic black music. You know, there are schools of thoughts. There are people who now have done lots of research, and I highly respect the research that they've done. But um, sometimes they'll dispute some of the things because there's not proof, quote-unquote. I'm doing air quotes here. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the proof, you know, it wasn't to appease future skeptics. It was covert, and it was narrative, and it was oral history. So, but there was a scandal around that song, <clears throat> but I still find it extremely fascinating as a map song. Mm-hmm. Um, the history is, is certainly contested, but for it to literally um, tell you when to leave, which route to travel upon, and what time to get there, I think is fascinating. Um, and then Steal Away is probably my other favorite just because of the music itself. There are some chords there that I would love to perform that with you because you have oh, such yeah? an anointed um, anointed hands on that <laughs> piano. Thank you. But there are just some beautiful things that happen in that song. You know, that's that song had two possible meanings. It would mean we're going to have a secret worship service tonight mm-hmm. or it meant we're getting out of here wow. right about midnight tonight, so be ready. Awesome. Um, and my Lord, he calls me by the thunder and the right. lightning. The trumpet sounds within my soul. So, yeah. Let's hear a little bit of that now.
Yolanda Johnson, who is here with us in the studio. The project is Feel the Spirit. You can find it online at her website, yolandafjohnson.com, C-O-M. And soon it'll be on iTunes, I understand. Uh, so look for it. If you don't already have it, check it out. Uh, get it. It's worth getting. And if you are a music lover, uh, you are sure to be blessed by this. Now, i got to take you back. Your grandfather was a Baptist preacher. Is, is he still alive? Yes. He's still alive. My so he's still, still pastoring that same church or pastoring um, a church? He's an associate minister at a church. Yeah, okay. he's moved around different churches. Now, he, he watched you grow. He watched you go into singing and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. What is his take on your path, your musical path? I I am in a, and I'm surmising that he maybe he thought you'd be the choir director. <laughs> what's 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 I was always a little that? different. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he just figured it was because of the classical piano playing. Um, I think that he figured I probably would take some other route. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Well, what they did when they got the CD, they called me and they said. No, Jesus, keep me near the cross on this. What's wrong? No, <laughs> no, but he said you weren't singing like your Mozart stuff because you know my papa's the type of person like he came up to one of my concerts once uh-huh. and he was like, "Now listen, <laughs> no real musical training. He played the trumpet in the army, but he's like, now when you end your songs, I want you to go up on the high notes because <laughs> that's what people want to hear is the high notes. You ended it too low, and I was like, okay." <laughs> So he's certainly engaged in what's going on, but um, I think that he's just happy with it. But he told me, he said, you you didn't just sing your Mozart stuff, you know, you sang. Uh-huh. You sang and they were in the car. And I was like, okay, thanks. That was like my validation. So Great, great. Now, are you on the worship team at your church when you're there? Or you, yes. Yes, yes. So you sing with a group of people and mm-hmm. you're part of the, the, the team. Do you lead it all while you're there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're pretty still involved with your home church. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that I'll always need to be, you know, something comes up because I've gotten a lot of Sunday gigs lately. Mm -hmm. um, And so that has had me out of church somewhat. And I'm prayerfully considering, you know, what the elder from the church when I was in Germany singing told me because, you know, I'm there when I'm there and I do the Christmas production and and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But and I'm doing a special children's choir thing coming up soon. So I still give my time. Plus, I rest in between. And plus, I'm going out into the world and sharing my gift. And literally, people have visited my church from seeing me at performances because I'll mention that sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's balanced right now. If it were ever imbalanced, I hope that the Spirit would tell me. Right. You're praying and giving more prayer thought to what the pastor in Germany said or the person in Germany said to you. Where do you feel today the Lord is taking you? What do you, what do you think he's saying to you specifically? Yolanda? this and i don't mean in terms of a career path or musical journey but anything specific outside of that oh you know what he told me recently and um this was really cool because you know it's not very often that this happens for me that i get something so direct i've gotten a couple things directly before i didn't want to hear them Uh (laughs) or i was like whoops but um this was very cool i was talking i was praying and I was asking the Lord about um, about my career, my music career. And so I was just asking him about everything. He's starting to open all of these doors, and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm having, you know, I literally pray for the audience, and then I get a big audience. And then, you know, 
the dots connect from connections you know that you make and, and people liking you and so they rehire you and all that sort of thing is happening and I'm so grateful for it and I said but you know these are my desires what do you think about this mm. you asked God that. yes because um, I think he wants to hear you ask mm-hmm. a lot of the time you know you can make assumptions but ask right. and I was being very very um, overt I mean, you have to be. Why, why wouldn't you be in prayer? And uh, and I said, you know, I had just come off of being frustrated about something. So I'd had like a week there where I was griping. He got a lot of gripey prayers and gripey things. You know, I was just kind of probably getting on his nerves. Mm-hmm. But um, I said, will you speak to me through your word? Just please just talk to me about this because I really want to know. And he did. And so I went to Second Chronicles. He turned. I turned right there. I said, "Wherever I go, I'm believing that you sent me there mm-hmm. about King Uzziah." And it talked about all these things that King Uzziah had. And I mean, I literally had just said, "In Jesus' name, Amen." Will you please answer me about this? About you know, the lure of fame, fortune, everything, sure. success, the definition of success. And it said all this stuff he had. It listed everything. I mean, he was like the mightiest king ever he had all this stuff and it said you know and he was greatly helped until he was powerful and when he became powerful his pride caused his downfall mm-hmm. and then over at the beginning of that chapter it said as long as he sought the lord god gave him success and i was like wow okay point taken and that's the part i really remember the most is as long as you seek the lord mm-hmm. god so would you find, would you say that that is the balance? Because my next question was going to be, how do you balance what you do as a professional uh, singing gig, for lack of a better term, and then what God is calling you to do for the kingdom and ministry? And, and do you see both as part of benefiting the kingdom? I do. I think that's the determination that I'm making mm-hmm. is that when I'm out there because people are coming to my church or people are listening to spirituals because of what I'm doing, you know, in spirituals, I think they're a gift because they're right in between there. You know, it's classical technique, it's classical singing, but it's spiritual music. Mm -hmm. So it was the perfect thing for a debut album. Um, So, because I also think that people, religious people, people in the church sometimes can really pigeonhole a person. Sure. And, you know, you sold out when you went and did something that wasn't, like, questionable. It just wasn't necessarily Christian music. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Amy Grant, you know, certain people who started out singing Christian music and then they move over. Um, and I really don't ever want to be pigeonholed. I want to be free to be me. I want to be free to have that balance to sing whatever the Lord wants me to sing. And I think this was a perfect start for recording. Well, it's a good balance. And, and, and some would say would venture to say that it's easier to make the to strike a balance between what is you know spirituals or considered spirituals music or spiritual music and what is overtly christian music yeah uh, because that's true. There's, that, there's that running theme that seems to be weaving in its way in and out of there um but well done it's Thank a well you. done project and uh, of course we've always enjoyed you around around here uh let's go with a song what's what's the what's the favorite song on this project for Yolanda. Oh my goodness. Go out with every time I feel the spirit too. I thought so. <laughs> we started it with that. Yeah. We ended it with that. Yolanda, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Always great a to joy. Be here. And again, the project is Feel the Spirit. Yolanda Johnson. Yolanda F. F. Johnson, excuse me, because <laughs> there is another Yolanda Johnson online. She's yes. not a singer. She's a writer of some sort, I think. No, there's another singer. She's an R&B She's a singer? singer. Okay. Yeah. 
And so that's why the F is very important. It's not a pretentious yeah. thing. I've had to tell artistic directors that. I've seen it. I've seen it. Because I clicked on it and I thought, that's not her. No. No. <laughs> Yolanda F. Johnson. Feel the spirit. Go check it out at YolandaFJohnson.com. And, of course, you can find it on iTunes soon. Every time I feel the spirit. Yolanda, thanks for coming with us. Thank you. There ain't but one train from this track. It goes to heaven and it comes right back. St. Peter's waiting at the gate. Said, come on, sailor, don't be late. Take joy, my king, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we have gospel singer and songwriter Juanita Fleming. And remember, if we ever put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us next time again on TSC Music with a Mission. <laughs>